Hello, this is Amelia, and I wanted to say hello to you guys before we get started. Um, you know how sometimes there's something you're looking forward to, you can't wait, it's been on your calendar for weeks, you finally have the event, and then, oh no, you realize that things didn't turn out so well. Well, that's what happened with this episode. Um, the audio is not what I want it to be, and I just wanted to apologize in advance. Um, fixing this was outside of my wheelhouse. I got help, and the guy did a fantastic job. You should have heard it before he laid his amazing hands on it. Um, the sound is greatly enhanced from what it was. It's usable. However, it's not at the same quality that you guys are used to. So I just wanted to come in and say, I'm sorry. Um, I definitely know what went wrong and I'll definitely fix things going forward. But the content was so amazing. And frankly, these guys are so busy. I don't want to have, I didn't want to have to ask them to redo everything. So um, I really thank you uh, for your um, listenership and for your understanding. And I'm excited for you to hear uh, this episode coming up. Take care. All right. So we have another episode of um, here at Solutions by Amelia. Um, we're talking about nurses and business and how life and business intersect. And we feature stories of people who are doing something different in the nursing industry and also beyond. I'm starting to bring in other people who support nurses and um, folks that nurses need to be aware of. Um, but here we have with us two nurses. I think you guys are the first time I've done like interview two people at once. So um, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to introduce Taufiki and talk a little bit about him and then Joey. So Taufiki, he um, is a registered nurse looking to bridge the gap between technology and patient care. A veteran registered nurse, um, he as a veteran registered nurse rather, he's seen um, too often how outdated technology and care practices in the healthcare setting could impact patient care. So he's now looking to find new solutions um, with his uh, inventive clinical perspective. And Joey, um, with over 10 years of nursing and business experience, um, he's a passionate nurse, frontline staff and technology, using um, working with frontline staff and technology to innovate from the bedside. So um, again, thank you guys for joining me. And I would like for you guys to tell me about your epiphany moment. Um, when did you realize that you had that you needed to start something else? Um, Joey, if you could start. Sure, uh, sure. This is Joey. So uh, we were actually just talking about this between the two of us, and an epiphany moment for me sort of started a long time ago. I've always, ever since being a child or a kid, I've always been a tinker and someone who's tried to improve on existing ideas or products or things um, even as a kid and so as I got older uh, I went into nursing to be completely honest as a you know a, a good plan a I think I was stable for my life and my family never anticipating doing anything remotely close to innovation or technology wise with it uh, therefore, I kind of, during nursing, uh, my first few years in nursing and up until now, I've always sort of messed around with different entrepreneur type uh, experiences. I've started multiple companies. Um, I uh, invented other products, well, not nursing related. So it wasn't until my more recent years did I 
I guess over the time, I built this really strong love for nursing in general, bedside nursing and making large impacts on people's lives. And, uh, and then meeting Tofiki really drove home for me that it's possible, meeting someone else with very similar interests and values in, as far as innovation, being able to combine these two elements into one and using my creativeness, critical thinking, and problem-solving skills to improve the lives of us as nurses as well as uh, patients' experiences. And that's sort of been an ongoing thing for me. I guess it wasn't really a one-time deal, something that's sort of evolved over pretty much my entire uh, life, I would say. Awesome. Cool. And so, Fiki, tell me um, about you. I mean, did you also like always know that you would be work for yourself or do something on the side? Did you come from a family of entrepreneurship? Um, how did you fall into thinking about, yeah, what was your enough is enough point where you started to think about something else? Um, for me, it was kind of, uh, my, no, I come from a family of immigrants. So we're just kind of like, you get your job and uh, you, you work there for 50 years and you get your benefits. So that's about it. Um, and so being a nurse, uh, my mother was a nurse. And so she didn't kind of push me, but I'm sure she like kind of whispered to me for me to be a nurse as I was a kid. And so for me, the reason why I wanted to go into business was kind of the, the, the first, our first product that Joey and I built which was safe seizure pads is that we've been using, um, we've been using like most hospitals, unfortunately, linen to pad rails or those large, um, those large, um, encompassing pads that don't really work very well and they're hard to store. And it was kind of like, there's gotta be something better. Um, and so on my own, I kind of started tinkering and figuring out what is the better way to do this? Because it was just kind of, I had a patient that was, um, some seizure precautions and the idea of having to continually put tape or sometimes people push those, those one time, uh, panties on the rails and just like, this isn't what we call, uh, nursing in the 21st century. It didn't feel like a very 2018, 2019 solution. Very like stuck in the eighties, but maybe even further back from it. And so that was kind of my enough is enough moment that I was like, we, there's gotta be something out there. And that one little idea to fix that one little thing that, that one night ended up building like, wait, if this is something that I can, actually can do from start to finish, from finding a manufacturer to working on an idea, getting a prototype, maybe there's other things at the bedside that's always kind of irked me um, that, I, that we can make better, just like Joey said, for nurses and patient care. And so like, usually, you know, there's always that time when you're working and you're like, I can think of something greater than this, or why do we do this a certain way? And everybody's had those enough, enough moments, but I think being able to act on them and do something about it is kind of what brought Joey together. Mm. So tell me about how the two of your paths crossed. I see that you guys work together that, you know, something happened. You mentioned something about a conversation one night. Tell me a little bit more about that, because I love the fact that you guys work together and are collaborating now. Um, we need more of that in nursing. So yeah, tell me more about that story. So, so I'll talk a little bit about how it went. This is Joey. Uh, and it was actually pretty funny. So I'm in, uh, I'm in the flow pool. And so every night I go to a different unit um, and you know, get an assignment. And so one night I was floating to, to Fiki's unit. Um, well, to be more specific, we were both floating to a different unit, but regardless. Uh, and I'd never met him before. I think I've seen him in passing maybe once or twice, but eh, young, cool guy. Um, never really talked to him. And 
almost immediately we first started talking about different way actually it was a it was we were talking about a smartwatch and he had a smartwatch on i think i asked him what kind it was because i was interested in this new particular smartwatch well that really led us down talking about technology uh, in general in and outside of the hospital which quickly turned into both of our frustrations with healthcare and how are we so far behind as soon as we step in these four walls uh, compared to the rest of the world you know uh, i can go home and tell my smart speaker to turn on all my lights yet we walk in the hospital and it's like uh ears and wrenches kind of thing <laughs> it just seems uh, backwards so we were voicing those frustrations really building on that uh it was a really non-productive night i think <laughs> we probably were late to all of our charting uh but uh that morning actually in the lobby Sophie, he, he grabbed me and said uh hey, can I show you something? I said, yeah, sure. And what he showed me was exactly what he mentioned. So he had identified a problem, which were secret pads and this ongoing problem that we have with it. And he, at that point, had almost a, a full-blown product, in a sense, where he was ready to ship. I mean, he had a barcode, he had everything, ready to ship it. And uh, being the tinkerer, I think, that I am in the this ability that I have to look at something and analyze ways that it can be better. I, I said to him, like, I think it's great, dude. I think what you've done is you've identified a problem. You've gotten really far with it. Uh, let's try and take it the next step and make something all encompassing. So slightly different than maybe what he had, uh, which was awesome. And then, uh, Tofiki, you want to tell the rest of the story? Yeah. So it's kind of, it was, it was, there's this aspect of, like you mentioned, we met kind of serendipitously. And when you're, and I'm sure a lot of your audience and those you've interviewed, but it's a moment where you have an idea, you want to change something, and you have to kind of see if the person that has the same interests as you, there's this like trusting moment. And so throughout our night of not doing any work, um, I kind of got this, this vibe that this person was on the same wavelength as me. And so when I pulled them aside, I had to kind of make a split decision. Do I show them this idea of working on it? approximately six to seven months, like you said, ready to ship. And was I ready to share that with somebody else that might not like my idea, that might laugh, might, might steal my idea, and all these other in, um, fears and inadequacies people have when they built something on their own. And so for me, it was, it was much more important just to put it out there and share what I'm working on. And even if he was like, ah, that's not for me and I don't like it, that's fine, that's his opinion, but at least I put it in front of somebody just to, just to kind of share that experience of, what we can do better but luckily him and i found a like i said being on the same wavelength he found purpose in the product and the idea and we, that was version 0.1 and now we're on like um prototype two i mean not prototype two but two different versions of the product that was over two years ago so it's kind of like the taking the leap of faith and acting on it has been is super beneficial when you're in these innovative creative spaces hmm. it's just sometimes go with your gut is sometimes the best idea. If you keep things to yourself, you really can't change it. Hmm. So true. Um, tell me, um, Tafi, can you tell me more about that? I mean, many professionals are used to assessing problems of different types. That's sort of what we do all day. But to go the length from assessing a problem to actually going as far as you did, um, tell me more about that thought process. Um, that thought process was just more it was it came from it came from a, a place of i'm just not happy with what we have 
Um, and oh yeah, so there's a there's a quote that we have in there. If you don't mind, give me a quick second. I'm sorry for your audio. Um, let me find something really quick. The, there's a quote here by Neil deGrasse Tyson says, when you're advancing a frontier, it stimulates creativity to find solutions. And so this is kind of what is going on, what was going on in my head when I was looking at all the linen. So I worked at a, a different hospital prior to the current one that where Joe and I met. And we had this brand new idea of putting um, one size fits all mesh panties and linen on beds to pad the rails. All the nurses were high-fiving each other. And then when I came to uh, Barry here at the specific hospital, they were using tape to pad the rails and they just gotten on the idea of using mesh panties. And I, I was just like, this is not good. Like it's, it's, it's like, it's, these hospitals had this, uh, the marketing idea that, um, you know, they're, they're providing world-class care, which they are, but we're using what feels like 18th century solutions to keep people safe. And so it bothered me so much that I started thinking about ideas on my days off of what can we do to do, what can we do to make this better for the patient and for nurses? Um, and so that kind of drive is is kind of, it's not instinctual, just like Joey said, he's, he's a tinker and I'm kind of a problem solver and that kind of goes well together. He's a, he's a problem solver also and that kind of is kind of the spirit you have to take when you're working on these kind of things is like, what is there a better solution? Is there something out there? Sometimes you might spend a lot of time not finding an answer, but at least tried and that's the thing that goes for it and luckily i, I was on to something and, and that's how um yeah awesome awesome so no one wakes up knowing all things about business marketing or sales and nor do opportunities come out of thin air so tell me about how you found your first customers and clients and um yeah what was the process to that yeah so this is joey again so that's a, a real that question in itself really i think impedes on um our ability in the healthcare profession and as frontline staff to try and even attempt to do anything because it sounds so daunting and intimidating uh to think about well how am i going to sell it it's going to take forever i don't know anything about business I, and to be honest um, i had a little bit of experience in business and marketing and things but nothing even remotely close to what we're doing and uh, and then Tofiki, this is his first venture as well. So we really had to figure these things out on our own. And so uh, the way, honestly, is you have to first ask the question. And you ask the question, you try and find a solution, and then you ask Google. I know it sounds silly. I know it sounds weird, but Google nowadays, we live in an age there is no excuse to say I don't know how to do this and I don't know how to do that. You want to learn how the best way to market something, you Google it. What's the best way to drive sales? You Google it. You're, you may lead you to a podcast or a book or something. And then you just have to be really willing to put in the time. Uh, and I think that comes from the foundation of why you're doing something in the first place. Um, to, yeah, to build sure. on that, so Fiki speaking, uh, to build on that, finding finding customers is knowing sometimes as entrepreneurs and creative, and creative people, our brains are always thinking of what am I going to make? What am I going to fix? Sometimes you think of a solution without thinking of the, the end user or the customer in, in, in general. And so there's always disconnects sometimes for, for people who have like, this is the greatest idea I've ever thought of ever. Why doesn't anybody like it? Because you're solving a problem that nobody really wants. Um, sometimes, so when you're coming up with a, a new product or coming up with a new solution, it's super important to think about 
what are your customers' needs first? And that's how you find those people is by solving a specific problem. Like let's, let's say people, it's easier to think about consumer electronics. Um, if you think about the first iPhone, everybody was frustrated with these tiny phones with tiny screens that they couldn't see what they were doing on. And what Apple did was to solve those problems first. They didn't, they didn't think about cool, innovative tech first. They thought, they thought about solutions first and what cool, innovative tech fit with that. It's kind of sometimes with creatives and entrepreneurs, we think about what cool things we can do first and they try to make it work for a customer's space. It's usually better to think about what are their problems and work your way back. Um, and so finding your first customer is usually is, is, about, is about knowing the market and knowing what they want. And that sounds like, oh, yeah, it's really easy. But it's about doing research, like Joey said, is what is, what is out there, what is available, reading books, asking people, um, asking your audience, asking your consumer base what they want, what they need, what they think about certain things, as opposed to, oh, I've come up with this great building idea, and now everybody should love it. And I think uh, to further answer your question, sorry uh, for drawing this one out so far, but it's a, it's a big question. No, it is. And I think it's, it's an extremely important question. And so uh, part of that whole finding your customers, uh, how did you get your first sales sort of uh, part of this is, Tofik and I got very lucky uh, in the sense that, in the sense that we are the samurai, we, we are the uh, samurai and we're also the blacksmith. And what I mean by that is uh, we work at the bedside. So the, this particular product that we've designed is almost like if a, a samurai had the ability to build a sword for himself, how would he make it? And so we were able to look at our experience over time and say, well, it needs to have this, it needs to do this, it must not do this, and all these sorts of things that went into the development of it. And so for us, it's, it's a nurse's product and it's a very easy sell. Granted, that's to a nurse. Now, now when you sell a product, there's all these other barriers and red tape. You have to get through uh, the purchasing department. You have to get through anyone else that's involved in it. And so that's really been a struggle for us. So it's a learning process. We continue to learn as we develop different products that maybe aren't as intuitive as this one and, or maybe more complex. And so we're learning a lot in that process, and we've built our first sale, luckily, with the, the hospitals that, that we're at currently, and also uh, one other local magnet-designated hospital as well. So um, just utilizing our, our immediate network, growing organically, and trying to build out from there has sort of been our, uh, our approach at this. Love it. Um, I should have warned the audience to grab a pen and paper. <laughs> before listening to this so um yeah you guys they just dropped a whole lot of knowledge i'm just going to dissect and unpack some of this um just to make sure you um the listeners um pay attention so um not necessarily pay attention but realize the weight of what you just said because you can you really have shaved years off of i think the curve for a lot of folks so so a lot of us um we do that we find this thing that we're super passionate about and go out and say, hey, here's my thing. You guys should be passionate about it too. Um, and then, you know, we might even go and get a website, right? And then we find why is nobody buying? And um, go ahead. I said people, we, as creators, we're domain hoarders. You might find a great idea. You, you buy the domain immediately. You might yeah. have not built out the product, but you have 10 domains. Guilty <laughs> as charged, yeah. <laughs> And um, 
I love how you said, you know, first start with the problems. Um, what are the problems that you're solving? Because that, when it comes to figuring out um, your marketing copy, your marketing messages, you need to speak in the language of your clients and your uh, folks need to speak in the language of the pain, how people are describing their pain. And um, you only can do that after you've done, I call it like an ask campaign um, for folks who, you know, need to do, of course, market research. I mean, talking to a handful of people, um, I say at least 10, because after 10, you know, ideal customers, patterns of what people are saying to describe their pain start to come up. And, um, you know, that's just, that's just everything. And I like also how you said, um, you know, nursing, nurses come up with a product for nurses. And so when you think of like how every product such as nurses in the hospital, um, however, there aren't so many nurse centric products. Um, how are you guys addressing that? Uh, this is Tofiki here. So we're addressing that, like you said, using our network. So Tim and I, um, the the kind of uh, the way we've been describing it for our presentation is that if you had if you had an experience in the hospital where you're taking one thing, another thing, and making it work, that's where there's kind of a light bulb moment, um, and you know there's something there. You're like, if I'm, let's um, excuse me, for example, if you are, if there's a patient going for a walk and you're using um, a glove to tie their Foley bag there. There's a need for something that holds a Foley bag on a IV, right? So that, that tells you anytime there's nurses have to MacGyver or something, that's where we're, we're doing lots of work. And so there's a product market in every single workaround that a nurse is doing. That's almost like an endless list. There's, if you think about every workaround that you've created for your workflow and your friends have created for their workflow, um, yes, it might not be a global selling product, but at least it would work for your hospital. <laughs> and so in a sense, building, building nurse-centric products is really about understanding what are the workarounds that we're doing, such as and tape, such as uh, gloves to hold uh, Foley bags, such as things to hold the IV to the uh, IV lines to the bedroom. Those type of things are what needs to be solved at the bedside to make our workflow easier. So the way we do that is by, is by looking for those little light bulb moments that is there is there something here that we can extrapolate that is low cost to even R and D uh, to to maybe get three D printed somewhere in the Bay Area or make ourselves uh, through, uh, through our network and see what we can do. So that's kind of how we go with our nurse centric product is um, what are the things that we're using as work and how can we build that out into a product that other nurses who've had the same exact frustration, like you said, the same exact pains, build out themselves. Mm. Awesome. You sort of mentioned that, um, but I want to talk a little bit more when it comes to business building best practices. I always say that uh, Apple partners with Nike, Microsoft is in elementary schools, through university, Starbucks found their Tivana. Um, I love talking about collaborations. That's sort of how I segued into collaboration management. Tell me about some of your best strategic partnerships. Yeah, definitely. And this is Joey here. Uh, so First and foremost, um, before any professional or strategic uh, partnerships, it is one of our foundational goals as Frontier Health and Resources to really leverage the millions of nurses out there that have these ideas. So before there's any collaborations or anything, what we understand is that nurses themselves are an extremely powerful profession and that if we can figure out a way to leverage them and, and lean on 
our abilities, uh, these products are gonna, you're gonna see them in the numbers that we've never seen before. And I think that's fitting to how healthcare in itself throws the word innovation around all day long nowadays. That's all you hear. If you go to any conference, nursing conference or whatnot, they'll, you know, they'll throw it up on a big banner, here's the innovation station or this and that. So yet we still haven't figured out a way to tap into those nurses and go from what we call blue, uh, blueprint to bedside. So that's just, I just want to make that very clear. And then secondly, you can't always do it on your own and it's impossible. So you do need to collaborate. You do need to find ways of finding other folks that are passionate about what, what you're trying to accomplish and, and build from that. And so uh, we've been so fortunate. Uh, and I, you know, I like to think that it's rare our situations, but I hope that it's not rare because we have a nurse in our emergency department um, who is doing incredible things herself. And she's truly uh, an innovator and entrepreneur and she is pushing on the frontier of healthcare herself. And the way she does that, she has a company called New Thing Nurse. She's, her name's Sarah Wells. She has a million uh, acronyms after her name. Uh, and what she does is really awesome work. She actually, uh, does like resume building for new nurses or even if you want to transfer out she does coaching for interviews she does marketing support she does all sorts of uh things like that and really building it's a it's a nice little neat way of approaching nursing um very innovative all itself so we've actually partnered with her a little bit uh in in getting our sort of our business strategies and how we want to approach things as well as utilizing her resources and, uh, and her passion. And I think that's really what it takes. It's gonna take a bunch of us nurses doing cool new things um, outside of uh, the walls of a hospital. Um, and it's gonna take that in, in order to really start to see what we're capable of. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I just, re I just recorded an episode with her. So this will be coming out last week, I think. Yeah, so this is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so tell me about your, you sort of did touch on that. I think we might skip that question. I was going to ask about referral sources and you said, you know, it is people who see the need, nurses, educators, cleaner nose. Um, tell me about some of the things that you have coming up. Like, what are your wins? Um, you, I mean, you mentioned that you have, well, yeah, let me let you talk, but yeah, tell me about some of your wins, you know, um, and other things that you have coming up on the horizon. All right, so Sophie, before speaking, Shannon speaking. Um, coming up for us, we are currently trying to uh, tighten and, and, and cut here, add there to our presentation at a um, EVP slash innovation conference at North Bay here in San Francisco Bay Area. And so we're currently, before you, uh, we started this interview, we're working on um, looking at our slides and making sure what points do we want to add and kind of stuff because it's really important and the, the, the goal of the, of the presentation, the goal of the, of the conference is to help nurses figure out that innovation is what's going to pretty much save the healthcare in the next um, 10 to 30 years or so, because there's gonna be a lot of changes. And um, a lot of us need to be prepared and need to be flexible enough to come up with creative ideas, whether it just be um, helping your bedside, uh, I mean your unit, meet certain outcomes and quality improvements or for coming up with new ideas and products that are going to help patients stay in their homes longer 
help patients with chronic conditions. And so that's kind of what we're working on right now. And those two seg segments of thinking of new products to help our patients and thinking of um, ways to inspire and get other nurses to, to start this trend. So we're not playing catch up when we have um, baby boomers retire in the next ten, um, five to 10 years. And there's this inundation in, in healthcare and we have too many patients or too many of them are at home. We need to start now. It's more of a preventative approach and we're prepared when these things, you know, hit the fan. And as far as like personally from a business standpoint, I mean, we're really excited. I mean, we, it feels like a slow process, but then when you look back, it's you, you're like, wow, I can't believe we've done all of this uh, in a short amount of time. But what we're really excited about is uh, we just finalized a, a, a product trial of our new crib pads, which we're really, really excited about. Uh, and we'll be rolling that out um, hopefully early September. Yeah, uh, and that's just a whole nother ball game because it really is a whole different, whole nother product. And it's very similar, obviously, but it's a whole other market. It's a whole other market. It's, it's, and like we're seeing the responses from these NICU nurses and pediatric nurses, and it's just really awesome to see. So that's one thing we're truly excited about. Um, and in addition to obviously growing our current, uh, we. We have a bunch of other products that we are working on prototyping and yeah. getting in the hands of staff. And so just building our catalog of really nurse-driven us, it's nothing like uh, seeing somebody holding your item or product and saying, wow, this is awesome. I wish I thought of this or like nothing like it. So I think that's, that's what we're most yeah. excited about, I think, going forward. This is so sweet. That whole, like, where's this been? I've, I've been a nurse since the 80s. We've been doing X, Y, Z to to treat patients, and where has this been in my whole career? It's kind of like this, like uh, very, like it's it's a very rewarding moment uh, to see somebody that our hard work, you know, because we're spending we're both full time nurses and full time students and full time business owners. So when you spend when we're spending day and night um, uh, figuring out solutions to help people, and it finally gets in their hands and they enjoy it and love it, it's this big like relief that all the work and lack of sleep is worth it. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. So how can people stay in touch with you? Um, how can they follow what's on your, their, their, what's, what I can't even, I'm just, wow. Um, I knew I was going to enjoy this. Um, when I did the interview last week, she's like, you're going to love them. So um, yeah. So how can people keep up with what you guys are doing, if that's even possible? It's like even getting that question out, it's like, there's no way people can keep up with what they're doing. Um, so yeah, how can people find out like some of your projects that you're working on? And Flash, you know, I feel like there's an entire world of stuff, stuff that's happening in the startup space, especially related to healthcare and innovations and even changing with how healthcare is being delivered. I mean, so many people are entering the startup space healthcare side of space and they're not coming from healthcare and that's mm -hmm. an interesting thing. Um, meanwhile, how is what's all the changes happening getting to the bedside nurse? I mean, are you also like if they were to go on, you know, your blog, are they going to find that information or tell me a little bit more about that sort of gap? Yeah. So this is Joey. So first and foremost, it's, it's going to be folks like me. So again, it's, it's utilizing um, other people within the industry. They're doing cool things. Uh, and utilizing that, like, you know, being here talking to you is one way that 
we're it's a whole nother way that we're learning that we can expose ourselves and what we're doing and, and trying to uh, get other folks excited about innovation in the healthcare setting. So really leaning on, on people like yourself and what you're doing, people like Sarah. Uh, so we have this whole plan. So currently, uh, if you want to stay up to date with kind of what we're doing, we're on LinkedIn. So you can find me, Joey Ferry, and then Tofiki Gafar Shainer. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, if, if they're following you, uh, you find us right beside you. So uh, obviously doing that. And then we're working on right now building out a, a sort of a social networking platform for us. And that may include different elements to that. Um, because we've been so busy from the business side of things, uh, and we've talked almost every time we meet, how are we going to get ourselves out? How are we in the market? And it's tough. It really is. So it's important. You're burning all the candles and all the ends. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but it's, 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 there's no way to explain how important it is. Um, because how can we inspire anyone to do anything if no one has a So thank you for having us here on, on this show. And, um, and we continue to try and build out ways that folks can stay in touch with us and, and follow us. And so just stay tuned. I'd say for now, LinkedIn. stick with us on LinkedIn, send us a message, ask us a million questions. Love, love, love to, to talk to people that are also interested in these things. And we'll build out a, a, a much easier way to kind of see what we're up to. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So um, thank you guys. And I'll have links to your website and your LinkedIn profiles and all of that good stuff. So thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate you um, taking the time out to talk to us, Amelia. It was really, really uh, a pleasure. Awesome.